Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Friends, here we are again, another day, another Heart of Dating podcast. I just love getting to sit down with you guys. And also, if you don't already follow us, we'd love to invite you to connect on Instagram at, at Heart of Dating. DM us, repost us, tell us what's on your heart. We love connecting and fostering this community. It's so much fun. Also, heart check for a second. Are you cultivating holy ambition for the kingdom in your singleness? Okay, now into today's episode. I have been trying to find some incredible single men to come on the podcast, and today is the day. These two are just incredible guys. Bless. We are talking today to Alec and Arden Bevere. Alec and Arden are brothers who come from a powerful family. Their parents are the legendary John and Lisa Bevere. So they have a pretty awesome influence of powerful relationships. No big deal. Alec and Arden both work at Messenger International, and last year they co-founded Sons and Daughters TV with some of the other members of the amazing Bevere clan. They create incredible resources for us to conquer this generation of singleness and all the other things as millennials. So here's what so many of you ladies have been asking me. What do guys look for in a woman? Why do guys not ask girls out? Why do men seemingly not really understand women sometimes? Well, guess what? We get to all of these questions. And on top of that, we also talk about the pressures men put on themselves. We discuss if men really have to have it all together before dating. And we also talk about how to ask a girl out. So we cover a lot of ground today. And for all the ladies listening, don't worry. By the end of the episode, I ask both the guys what they look for in women. Don't worry. I got you. This conversation was truly so uplifting and helpful, both for men to learn how to take the pressure off and for women on how we can partner with men to live into the fullness God has called for us in relationships. So here it is, you guys. I hope you love my conversation with Arden and Alec. We can't tear up the heart of dating, you know what I'm saying? Did you just say something inappropriate and it yeah, just kind of bleeped you out? You out wow. like. Yeah. <laughs> it just bleeped me out. It just beep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. That's what we do here on Heart of Dating, this Christian podcast for all sorts of inappropriate. Hey, that's that clickbait, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Alec and Arden, I love it. I'm so excited to have you guys on the podcast today. I'm, you know, I've just been wanting to get some really awesome single men on the podcast who love Jesus. And so, alas, here we are. You guys have just magically appeared, and I could not be more excited. Praise hands, all the praise hands. Well, we're, we're definitely excited too. Yeah, all, we're all, we're over super, here. super excited. It's a big honor to be able to be a part of it. <laughs> so awesome. And you guys live and work in Colorado, right? Nice. That's yep. right. Yeah, I know. Colorado I see Springs, the deer head Colorado. right above you. So that's maybe a clear sign that you're not in California. <laughs> that's right. Um, we shoot things out here all the time. <laughs> fun. All the time. All the time. All the time. In Texas. You know, that's pretty common in Texas where my family all live. So I get that. Yeah. Okay. So you guys work at uh, Messenger International. You also run Sons and Daughters, an online movement. And these are all these are both family endeavors, aren't they? You guys have a pretty stellar family. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we started Sons and Daughters back in November, and we've been working for the ministry here for 
for a good amount of time. And, you know, we believe that ministry and family are supposed to go hand in hand and we love doing it. it creates creates challenges, but it's also so rewarding. Yeah, that's incredible. And so what is your heart, you guys, for your, this through everything you're doing, especially sons and daughters, which is really relevant to the millennial generation? What is kind of like your heart with behind what you're doing right now? Arden, you're on a roll. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and answer this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, with sons and daughters, you know, we just want to see uh, this generation walking in the adventure that's with God. You know, mm-hmm. the adventure meaning this typically hazardous, unusual experience that God's called us to and, and not just settling for what the world's saying or what the you know reality of the world when it hits you and you just kind of settle down and think, I'm just going to accept for what comes to me rather than going after and uh, grabbing hold of God's promises. And so that's what we're really wanting to set up. You know, we want to, we feel like we've been blessed with amazing parents that taught us a lot of uh, amazing things and we've had mm-hmm. amazing people in our life. And so we want to take things from... Uh, from them and just be able to give it to this next generation. Mm. Yeah. And then also just, just that you're not doing it alone. It's a really safe, amazing place for people to go and see other people that are like-minded as you. And it's a safe place where you can go, where you can actually get answers on tough questions, kind of like the heart of dating, you know, people, they can come here and they know that they're going to get answers that are Christian based answers that Mm -hmm. are answers that are by people that think and align with their actual thinking. Mm, I love that because so often just on that note, I think in the world we live in with technology and all the things we are more connected in ways than ever because we have technology, but we also feel more alone than ever before. And there's so many questions with our time right now and our cultural situations that just really need to be answered. And so I love that you guys are doing that. I love that you guys are relevant in what you're doing because you're living it, you're in it. And so I think there's something so valuable and special to that. So thank you guys for what you're doing. You're welcome. It's awesome. Okay. So this is a dating podcast. So let's jump into the heart of dating. And basically today I want to just get into some hashtag real talk and I want to discuss kind of what it looks. Yeah. You know, and I want to talk about what it looks like to date as a Christian male. I am not a Christian male. I'm a woman Mm. and I talk with many women. (laughs) Did you know that? I don't know if you Yeah, Actually, we, we did notice at the beginning of this uh, Skype call. You were like, Kate could have been, that could have been. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but okay, I could have sworn that Kate was going to be a blonde. Um, you know what? Not. Everyone knows I was a blonde. I'm a blonde at heart. <laughs> not better for worse. I know. Whatever. Okay, so I talk with lots of women all the time about their dating struggles and. Personally, because I am a woman, I understand a lot of our issues and other things because I've gone through it and I've dealt with a lot of it. But men have a whole slew of other things they deal with while dating and. I would just love to understand a bit more of that, especially because you guys are in it right now. You are millennials and you understand what it's like to date in our current generation. So to start off this conversation, let's just go right into the bat about what are some of the biggest struggles that you two have personally faced in your dating relationships? Let's just go there. Mm. Go ahead, Alec. Oh, wow. You're just going to eat some destiny for <laughs> Pass the baton. Well, yeah, no, th- th- there's definitely pressures on both sides for guys and girls. Um, I would say one of the um, biggest pressures actually is, and I know that, um, you know, okay, l- l- let me actually just, just say this. I was going to talk about this later, but, no, uh, but do I, it. I, think, I, think, I think I'll just bring it forth now is I think that a lot of people, they actually see a date as more of like, this is like an official thing mm. instead of like an event. Like, hey, you know what? We're going on a date. I'm not actually going steady with this person. I'm just trying to get to know this person. So I think that a lot of times, even just within church, 
um, we really just have this pressure of, oh my gosh, they're dating. They must be something. Mm. But really um, just understanding, I know for me, a big uh, area change in my life was actually in high school when I realized, you know, a date is just, it's just to get to know someone, simply just to get to know someone and feel out a certain relationship. Yeah. That's so good. We do put a lot of pressures on dating and I always say we need to reframe what it looks like to to date from the start. And I want to talk about that too, like how women, we put a lot of pressures on guys from that first date. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think for us guys as Christian males, you know, you want to, you want to look at dating as something serious, but I think there's also this big pressure of like when you're in Christian world, it's like, you can't make a mistake Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, if if I take this person out on a date, they have to be the one. Mm -hmm. And you put all this big pressure and, you know, you ask yourselves a lot of, a lot of questions rather than realizing, Hey, like Alec is saying, Hey, a date is, is simply just getting to know someone. Um, and if you keep it in the right parameters, uh, you know, that's what it's used for. And it's not, it's not like, okay, if I go on this date with this girl, I have to marry her. Or people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, you went on this date. And so you you're going to end up with this person. It's like, no, just understanding, hey, a date is getting to know someone. Take the pressure off. Have fun. Enjoy the process. You're just getting to know someone. My dad used to always tell us boys like, you know, hey, the Bible says we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah. And he said, so until you make that 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 clear that you are no longer, you know, looking at a person as a brother or sister, then you treat everyone as a brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And so those dates and everything, that's how you should look at it. I love that. And then like, it it really just, um, really like, like Arden just said, that really did help alleviate a lot of pressure for me. If you were to ask how many people I've personally dated, Mm -hmm. I would actually say that I've only dated one person. Mm -hmm. However, I have gone on many dates with different people just to really just kind of feel things out. Many dates. Many dates. Yes. Many, 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 many. (laughs) I'm sorry. But but no, seriously, um, whenever you alleviate the pressure of of a date yeah. and dating, it really just helps you just uh, understand what you actually like within a person, how you really want to get to know someone. I've gone on dates with beautiful women and then all of a sudden been like, you know what? I was attracted to this girl, but after going on two dates with her, I'm actually not interested in her. Yeah. Like I just, I just don't think that it's just going to work between us. But I really wouldn't have got to a point where I can really narrow down what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for just having just the non-pressure of just, we're going out on a date. So what, why do you guys think that people put that much pressure on themselves, especially men in the first place? Like, why do you think that is, is it because what, like, is it something from the church? Is it something that they feel the pressure from the women? Why do you guys think, or what have you dealt with personally on why that pressure gets there, put there in the first place? So I, I think in the Christian world, I was just talking to a friend the other day and he was telling me how he's like, you know, I don't want to go on a date with a girl because I want to be able to tell my wife that, you know, she was the one. And it's like, after I turned my life around, hmm. um, I, you know, I stopped, I stopped going out with girls. I stopped sleeping around with girls. Yeah. And so he's like, I don't want to date because I want to be able to tell my wife, you know, after everything changed, she was the one that I was, you know, she's the only one that I've chosen. And so I think for us as Christian guys, we put that pressure on. It's like, we just, you know, she's the one, like, she's got to be the one, she's got to be the right person. And so we get, we get kind of scared. And then also, oftentimes, um, we know that, you know, girls mm-hmm. can also really overthink things oh, and yeah. really make things bigger. Um, yep. So then a coffee date could turn in, you know, I've, I've seen multiple times if a coffee date 
can turn into something way bigger if you do not clearly make your intentions known. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of guys just don't want to navigate that system and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to ask a girl out to coffee because of all the implications or anything, or they're, they're also don't want to have the harder conversations afterwards. Um, you know, something I've always made sure that I did when I was, uh, you know, going on dates is that if I went on a date with a girl, I would have a conversation afterwards to clearly put my position out. If that was mm, like, hey, um, you know, I- I'm just not I don't see us, you know, really pursuing anything. You know, I think you're a great girl. I would always put myself in those awkward situations yeah. because I knew the girl deserved that conversation. And it just set up a clear like understanding. There was no like weird weirdness afterwards. It was a clear line. People knew where everyone stood. And so I think it's just, that's so good, Arden, because I think that we just, we need more clear, clearness, intentionality, and honesty. And I think people just don't want to have those conversations. And I think there's a lot of factors for why that happens. And technology is one of them. We could more easily text and do things where we don't have to see someone's face nowadays than actually say it to their face. But I'm always about I always have said recently, it's like, you got to embrace the discomfort by avoiding it. It's actually going to hurt you and the other person more by not actually making it clear. Oh, that, that conversation is so awkward, but you have to do (laughs) it. You're like, so you're like, okay. And you're like, I know we've only gone on one date, but it's still like, you owe it to that person. And you know, it's, it just, it helps you guys better as a friendship. You know, I was talking Mm -hmm. to a kid who was in high school and I told him to do that. And I said, look, I don't, I don't care how far. He's like, you know, we, we held hands and I'm like, I, I don't care if you guys have held hands or what you guys have done. Oh, so I said, you know, you still need to have that conversation. And I said, then there's going to be a time period where it, it's going to be a little bit like awkward and you probably won't talk to her a ton and you need to take that step back. Uh, I said, but then you guys will come back and your guys' friendship will be a lot better because of it. And he he just thanked me a couple of weeks ago because he said it's, it worked out exactly that mm-hmm. way. He said, we're closer friends now because I had that conversation. So what pressures have you guys felt, I guess, from women? Because I think a lot of times, and I just will admit to this, that women, we do put a lot of pressure on guys from the first date. And I want to humbly apologize for all women who make men feel like they're not worthy from a first date, who are more curious about their 401k than really about their hearts. And you see that so often. A woman gets asked on a date and she's like, <gasps> oh my gosh, am I going to marry him? Am I going to marry him? And you that comes out whether or not you want it to on a date, right? And even sometimes through the questions. So what kinds of pressures have you guys, I guess, felt from women to be the perfect godly man or maybe even from the church in some ways? You know, I would actually say, first of all, let me say that guys definitely have that same pressure as well. Mm-hmm. I know that, that there's been some dates and uh, Arden has even helped correct me on this and some other friends like going back to the very beginning, we were talking about, Hey, just don't be afraid. Just go out on a date. Mm -hmm. But you're saying, but then that pressure of, Oh, are they the one? Well, you know, you definitely don't want to just make an assumption really quickly off of a first date. You know, like there's been some days I've come away from and I'm like, Arden's like, Hey, how was that date? And I was like, ah, she was boring. Like I'm done. Like, (laughs) like, like with her, he's like, bro, are you kidding me? Like it was just one date. Like she could have been nervous, like all these different things. I'm like, Oh Yeah. You're right. And so yeah. I really think that that it's basically just like that, that um, whether it's with anything, that you really need to make sure that you mm-hmm. give that guy or you give that girl the chance, yeah. you know, that it, whether that is, you know, you were bored by them like I was or whether it'd be like, you're like, I just feel like this person doesn't, you know, have like a brain. Like, I just feel like this person can't think like creatively <laughs> yeah. or or I feel like, 
you know, this person just isn't driven. Like there's all these different things that will go through our mind because it's easier for you to not continue to date. It's safer because yeah. we, we, we've all been hurt in the past. And I, I believe like our default is actually to find a fault in somebody mm. because whenever we find that fault, we're like, oh, okay, look at that. Like this person's messing up right there. I'm going to pull back. Because that's easier and that's the easier thing to do. So I would actually just encourage everybody just to take that harder step just to be like, okay, this is an area, but let me go right ahead and see if this is a consistent area. Yeah. Keep an open mind. I love that because I can admit that on first dates, I have been really clunky, you know, in the past sometimes because you could be nervous. Let's say it's someone you're really attracted to or you know a lot about them. You're like, and suddenly you can get nervous or other things happening in your life. So I do think it's always good to give someone else the benefit of the doubt. And I did that a few years ago with someone I went on a date with. They were extremely nervous. And I was like, I don't know about this guy. But at the end of the date, he was intentional. He asked me on a second date and I was like, you know what? Why not? And ended up a few months later, we ended up dating seriously for a little while. And so, yeah, if I had written him off on that first date based on nervousness or based on a lack of X, Y, Z things, I would have never known that we could have had a romantic situation though we didn't work out. Um, and so I do think that we kind of have to reframe our perspective in some ways. And I do think that women, you know, I just want to speak to the women and doing that too, because I think we have a call to do that and we, we need to, yeah, reframe our perspective so desperately. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and like I said, it, it is, it's, it, it's the easier choice to really see yeah. a flaw, you know, and it's, it's, it's the easier choice to step back and be like, oh, no, I see this. So I'm going to step back. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up with dating. Yeah. And like you said, that almost made you not want to move forward with this man. And I think that happens with a lot of people. So I have another question to that point. So a lot of guys that I've talked to in the past have said, you know, I can't date because I don't have it all together or X, Y, Z different things. So do you guys think that a guy has to have it all together before dating? And maybe what are some priorities do you think that guys should have maybe together before dating? Yeah. Um, so it depends on the definition of having it all together. Cause yeah. I think that looks different for every single person. Um, you know, I think sometimes we think about like, oh, we've got to be financially put all together. And then yep. I, I look at my dad and it's like my dad spent all the money he had on the engagement ring. And then he had a hundred dollars left over and he spent that on the engagement dinner. And Aww. he just, you know, he knew yeah. like, this is the woman I'm supposed to be married to. And there's something that comes with marriage. That's such a amazing, amazing blessing. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about how, uh, well, the, just actually, Every, I mean, everything in the world shows yeah. about how, um, how marriage actually enhances your potential of earnings. Mm. And so I think for a lot of people, yeah, they want to be grounded and they want to be like set in their career. Um, for us, I know we've always looked at it as marriage is something that we want to do our whole life around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to do our, our work, our occupation with our wife. And so we're not looking to try to get super far ahead and super settled and then bring in someone. We're looking to uh, bring someone along with the journey. Um, and so I think, you know, th there's, there's at, um, there's aspects to, for sure. I think your walk with God is, yeah. I, I think that's a non-negotiable, um, because, you know, the Bible talks about not being unequally yoked and that doesn't just mean saved or not saved, but that means that your, your, your beliefs, your standpoints, your convictions are on equal terms mm -hmm. because, um, ultimately, if someone's trying to bring bring you down and you're trying to push up, you know, there's going to create tension and that's that's yeah. not what you want. And so, um, you know, having having pretty clear stance on your walk with God and a firm foundation on that, I think that's 
that's the most important thing. I think things with finances, I think things with uh, family, I think all of those things are things that you can walk together in and you can mm-hmm. work out in. Uh, but if you have a firm foundation in God and she has a firm foundation in God and he has a firm foundation with God, then I think all those other things will work itself out. Mm, totally agree. Yeah. And uh, also just to uh, heighten your point, Arden, actually, there's this really amazing fact that actually um, g- going back to the to the question of do I have to have it all put together? Do I have it, have it all put together financially? And as mm-hmm. Arden just said, our father is not all put together financially, but he's a great dad and he's put together financially. Now, what's really cool is the Bible talks about, you know, marriage isn't for everybody. However, if you're able to gr- to do it, grow into the fullness of marriage. It talks about the fullness of marriage and there's so much power whenever you do link up with someone. And there's some science behind that too, that actually talks about how if there's a high school dropout gets Mm -hmm. married, it's almost like the woman will take that man to an area like he was never a dropout. But then also if a man has a um, high school diploma, it's almost as if he all of a sudden got a college diploma. And if a man has a college diploma, it's almost as if he had a doctorate. It's really a master's and and then a doctorate. It's really amazing. There's some amazing facts out there Mm -hmm. about whenever you actually link up with someone, how much it actually enhances you, just like the Bible says, the fullness Mm -hmm. of marriage. So really, yeah, let's just also take off that pressure. Like If you don't have it all put together, like Arden said, the most important thing is having your relationship with God put together because that's why we're called to be single. And it's a time to really understand a relationship with God. And mm-hmm. then you can understand and reflect back on that woman of how a relationship is supposed to be. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people use the example of Paul and, and, you know, yeah. they're like, well, Paul said this, you know, Paul said mm-hmm. singleness is, is good. And they don't look at the context of actually the, the time period yeah. that they're going for. And they don't actually look at Paul's position in the church because yeah. Paul's position in the Jewish church was actually a position that he had to be married uh, in order to be in that position. And so it's actually believed that Paul was a widow. And so at one point in time, he was married. Mm, wow. and, and so a lot of people use that and they're like, well, you know, Paul said this. And so I'm just going to, you know, wait until my life gets together. Or mm. Maybe I'll just be single. And it's like, no, there, there, you know, there is, there's a degree, but like Alex saying, there's fullness and there's such an amazing blessing. I mean, I was just reading in Proverbs yeah. this morning and talking about, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Like, amen. That is, a, that is a good thing. And you want anything that God says is a good thing. And yeah. that's going to be something that's not, you know, if you find the right person, it's going to be something that pulls you away from other things. It's going to be something that enhances all areas of your life and mm-hmm. grows you in those things. I always say like the picture of dating towards marriage is two people running alongside each other that are like finding the same trajectory and running alongside each other together, building one another up, right? And supporting one another, encouraging one another, making each other better. And so I do, I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. And I just think it's so powerful to hear that from, from single men, um, that, you don't have to have ex- all the things together in terms of finances, career, the perfect family life, all of that. I do think that it comes down to your heart with God and your pursuit and desire, a fierce desire and pursuit for Jesus. And if you have that together, <clears throat> then, you know, that's what you can, that's the most you can ask for of someone. That's the most important thing. If they're constantly yeah. striving and admitting, hey, I may not be perfect in this area. I'm still working on it, or I'm still working on this thing from my past, but humbly coming to you saying, these are the things I'm working on. And I just want you to know that I am working on them. I'm striving for Jesus. And I hope that you can take me at that value and know where my heart is at. Mm-hmm. If someone said that to me, but you know, they were struggling in career and finances, I'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> amazing you know yeah. 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like we can we we can get through anything if we're both if we're both on the same point standpoint with our walk with God. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that stuff doesn't matter as much. Like God, that God can change those instances, those circumstances in in a single day. Yeah, and the power of people coming together in that, and especially then in marriage, is so powerful. Just like you said. So can I just ask you? Do you like to wind down with some wine every once in a while? What about some wine delivery? I mean, I'm raising my hand over here. I would not complain about some wine delivery. So there is this incredible company called Wink that actually customizes your wine preferences and handpicks four bottles of wine just for you and delivers them to your front door every month. It's pretty much a wine club, but it also happens to be one of the easiest to use and also the number one rated with no cancellation fees. They also exclusively sell summer water, which is my favorite rosé. So when you sign up, they have you take a palate test. Maybe you don't really know what you like in wine, so this is great because it will help you figure that out. Or maybe you do know what you really love, so this will help you discover more wines that are perfect for your developed taste. They ask you questions like, how do you like your coffee? Strong and black, of course. Or how do you feel about salt? Do you like mushrooms or truffles? From there, they recommend four bottles just for you. But don't worry, you can also customize it to whatever you like, you guys. They deliver all four bottles to your door free of charge. Each month, you get four different bottles, but you can modify or skip any scheduled order. You can also cancel any time with no issues. Their bottles start at just $13, so they're really nice. And today, you guys, you can get Wink for $25 off, which is basically like two bottles of free wine. Yes, please. To get this amazing promotion, you can go to trywink.com slash H-O-D podcast. That's trywink, W-I-N-C dot com slash H-O-D podcast. And if you're questioning this at all right now, I just want to ask you, this would be incredible for a date night, don't you think? So why not? So, okay, within the culture of manhood, I kind of want to switch it up here and, and ask you guys a different kind of question. But you see within our culture of manhood that sometimes it's difficult for men to clearly articulate their feelings and their needs. And this is really essential, though, for clear com- communication, for very clear growth. And so I just want to ask you guys, as men, how have you learned to humble yourselves and admit that you do have needs to your partner in relationship? Because this is something that I've heard, I've experienced, a lot of women have experienced where we're really open about talking about our needs, not all the time, but then it's hard to get that out of a man. So how have you guys experienced that? All right, and go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, uh, <laughs> you're like mm, yes. I'm having a hard time communicating my thoughts right now, so I'll just let Harden go you're, first. You're, um, you can't communicate your needs and your thoughts? Yeah. Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I, for me, I, I'm very much, I'm more of a reserved person and I like to keep my business, my business. And, mm-hmm. you know, within my family, I, I share the things that are going on, but outside of my family, I'm like, you know, that I, I like to keep it within me. And, and I'm like, I like to keep, keep stuff, not to myself, but just close to the chest. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I'm actually in a relationship right now and I, yeah. I just know, um, I know that for the level and the degree that I want my relationship to be, I have to equally uh, put out that effort. Mm-hmm. And so I remember on the first date that I went on, 
Um, I told her, I said, look, I am not an open person. I said, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not an open person. And I said, uh, you know, it, it, it might be difficult. I said, but that's just how I am. I said, I just don't like to share a ton of stuff about myself. And then throughout the rest of the day, I shared with her pretty much like a ton of things with me. And I just opened <laughs> up with her because I started realizing through that date that, hey, this is the girl that I, I see myself with. And I realized, you know, hey, in order for me to go to that next level, in order for me to have the intimacy that I want to have, I have to share these things. Mm -hmm. And I have to show her these things. And then she's like, afterwards, she's like, I didn't believe you. And she's like, I knew you weren't a closed off person. And then she came here to Colorado and she kind of had some conversations with people. And they were like, yeah, he didn't tell us this. He didn't tell us. She's like, oh, my gosh, you are that. Like, you are. You like to keep stuff to yourself. And I said, yeah. And I said, you know, I I really didn't want to waste time. You know, there's no point for me if I knew something, there's no point for me to keep in those feelings or keep in those things. Um, if I want to take my relationship to the level that I want it to be at, I'm going to have to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to be aware and I'm going to have to just speak out on those things. Mm, so good. Yeah, well, Arden, you're definitely going to have to tell me what those things are that you've been keeping from me later. Um, <laughs> We're going to have to. All right. All right. Whatever. Big family um, secrets. Arden's revealing. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, Arden, that's, that is definitely very, very good. And I think, I think another area that we sometimes forget is, uh, to answer the question, um, this this may sound kind of weird, but I actually do think men are good communicators Hmm. and I actually think women are great communicators as well. Um, but I think that what happens a lot of time within a relationship is they just don't know how to communicate together the way that they're normally used to communicating. So what Arden was talking about you know, um, you can see that Arden, he said that he sat down and that he got focused, that basically he created a safe environment so that he was able to go right ahead mm-hmm. and talk. And she was able to go right ahead and talk. And that's where it's good to be level. Like, um, I think a lot of people within relationships, what they want to do is, is they want the relationship to flourish yeah. that, that, of course, they don't want to be in a relationship that that's going to go bad. So they'll sometimes not want to have those hard conversations and they'll maybe sometimes not want to actually bring something forward that maybe needs to be brought forward, but they're doing a great job communicating other places. So I would actually say a lot of times what you need to do is exactly what Arden did is really just opening up the grounds for you to be able to have those hard conversations Mm -hmm. or really express what's going on and make sure someone's clearly hearing what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times a guy may be like, Oh, I clearly communicated something. That's how I communicate with all my guy friends. That's how I communicate with my brothers. She got it, you know? And then the girl on the same way is like, yeah, I clearly communicated something like super clear. Mm -hmm. However, it wasn't clear, you Mm -hmm. know? So just making sure that there was that understanding back and forth. Cause I actually really do think guys are great communicators. And I think women are great communicators. It's just understanding. You know, that's interesting. And I talked about this with someone before, but you bring up a really good point that men and women, we actually do talk quite differently and we communicate communicate quite differently. And women, for example, are really emotional communicators. We get in a conversation, we're like, let me tell you all about my day and maybe I'm going to cry and maybe I don't know. And I'm going to jump around from topic to topic. Um, and when we converse, the most important thing for women is that we just feel heard and cared for. It's like someone comes to sit on a couch with us and puts their arm around us and they're like, I'm telling them about my bad day. And a friend of mine's like, 
Kate, I'm so sorry you had a bad that bad day. I'm really sorry. Versus mm-hmm. for men, not that men don't need that, but the way men communicate is more problem solving sometimes. Like, okay, you had that bad day. What can we do to solve that problem? Yeah. And so it's just a different way that men kind of communicate together versus the way women communicate together. And so when we come together in relationship, understanding those different talk styles, and from I think from a woman's perspective, if you are communicating a need or if you are desiring to know a need from your partner, we have to be respectful because one of the most important things I'm sure you guys can say or tell me what you think about this, but I think one of the most important things is that we show respect to the way we're saying things to a man. And mm-hmm. um, that's really important. As soon as a man feels disrespected, they're like, okay, I'm on edge. Okay. I've disconnected from this conversation. I'm no longer present. Very true. Mm-hmm. And we can do a better job of that, I think as well. And just showing complete respect and love in the way we say things and the way we communicate our needs in our hearts, especially when it's a need, when I'm like, hey, I'd really appreciate if you did X thing more, but not disrespecting them in the way you're saying it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it's kind of funny because it's kind of a crazy cycle going back to that respect thing and Mm -hmm. communication. Um, Women, I actually just encourage you just if you're in a relationship just ask your man sometimes what their advice is, you know, mm-hmm. and men, you know, you need to ask the woman what, you know, excuse me, you need to go back to what Kate was talking about. You just need to align with mm-hmm. their feelings. But, you know, um, Kate, you bring up a great point because it really is helpful sometimes just to really make a man mm-hmm. feel like a man, even if you just ask them, you know, what do you think about this, you yeah. know? And, um, yeah, I, I think that that's a great point because, um, yeah, there's, there's this wonderful book that I, I do recommend on, on this topic. It's called love and respect. And it's, yeah, it's by, um, Dr. Is it Eugene or is it, uh, Emerson? We'll put it, it in it, the it, show notes for people. I, so, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's Dr. Emerson, but anyways, it talks about how a man craves respect and a woman craves love. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking about here within the yeah. communication. Like you just said, Oh, being there for that girl. And the man actually were craving that respect that, showing that you actually do care about this man's opinion. Mm, so, yeah. I love that. I love both those things. And Arden, what you said about vulnerability is so important because I think I just want to say this out loud, that it doesn't make a man any less a man to share his heart and his vulnerable places. And I think sometimes that's what culture shows. Just be a strong man. Don't say it out loud. You're good. You can fight the fight. You don't have to tell people that you may be having a bad day. You don't need to cry in front of people. And I do think that yeah. there's a beauty to vulnerability and um, being able to be the kind of man in relationship when it's safe in the right context where you can be vulnerable and open up. Yeah, exactly. Cause there's power, there's power having the right conversations with the right people. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying like you go on a one date with someone and you're like, Oh, I'm still kind of iffy about this girl. Okay. I'm just going to share everything or like be super oh, vulnerable. Yeah. It's like, no, no, mm-hmm. you, you've got to know. And you've got to know, Hey, when I have the right conversation about what I'm feeling and what I'm, t- what I'm, thinking, then that's going to take things to a whole nother level. And that's just going to help and benefit our relationship. So true. Because being vulnerable too soon, I say this can sometimes create a false sense of intimacy. You can automatically sharing on the first few dates, too many private things or very intimate things. You then feel connected to that person because you've shared something really deep, a part of your heart when maybe that intimacy shouldn't be there yet. You know, we have to discern obviously the right timing for vulnerability too. So completely agree. 
Um, okay, you guys. So I have another kind of question here. I hear this a lot and especially from the woman perspective. So here we go. But a lot of people are saying that, and I, I actually did a poll on this recently, um, on our Instagram page and I got so many responses to this. So, um, a lot of people are saying men just are not asking women out enough at all. And I've, it's just like, I wish guys would just ask us out. I wish they would, I wish they would do that more. And it was a poll recently where it was like, what is your biggest struggle in dating right now? And so many women answered that. I was like, all right, this is a thing. And I also have heard it. I've actually had a conversation with a few pastors too. have said, yeah, I don't know. The guys in my church are just not asking the women out. So as men who are currently dating in that culture right now, what are your thoughts about this? And why do you think it's, true that guys aren't necessarily asking girls out i got a lot to say so Arnie, yeah. you, you go first please <laughs> okay I, I mean look i think we were raised with the understanding of if you feel something go do it like mm-hmm. just go do it stop yes. stop overthinking things stop yeah stop questioning yourself just go do it mm-hmm. and so i i mean i'll be honest with my friends i do know that they'll be like hey i'm, I'm interested in this girl and i'm like cool good go ask her out. Like, why are you waiting? Why are you talking to me about it? I'm like, go do it. Just go do it. And, and don't, don't overthink it. Don't, uh, don't make all these questions up. Just go do it. And, and I think that's a big problem is a lot of guys, you know, they get vulnerable and they're thinking like, okay, what if I get rejected? What's the worst mm-hmm. things that can happen? And the, and the thing that you got to do is you just got to, you know, think about what's the worst case that can happen, which is just the person saying no. Yeah. And you've got to accept that scenario and then just go do it. And that's mm-hmm. it. I think it's, it's, I, think I it's love just it. Just really do it. Nike, yeah. just do it. You know, no, no, seriously. It really is just that simple. Um, I call it, uh, one of my friends and I, we've talked about this a lot and we call it supermaning. Mm. And so what it means is you just swoop in and you know, you pick up the girl and, 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 and Clark like, Kent them, you're like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> However, if you swoop in too fast, you're going to, you're going to kill the girl because you're flying so fast. Oh yeah. God. And then if, if you come in too gently, it's going to seem hazard. awkward and weird. Just like, why are you going so slow? Like, this is cool that you can fly. Like, I don't know. But anyways, that's just the way that we see it. So, um, uh, <laughs> I actually I do it. have a funny story of this one time I actually did dress up like Superman and asked out some girls. Uh, or a girl, excuse me, some girls or something. <laughs> Just on the but, street, but, but dressed anyway. up like Superman, asking all these girls out. <laughs> no, no, but but seriously, there, there's actually power in like the type of like pickup line, um, and and like a pickup line type asking out. You know, mm-hmm. like you're nervous, and what you can do is is you can easily just do something. Like like Arden just said, just just do it. You know, so like for example, like th- this is one thing that I said to a girl that you guys could easily try. Walk up have a conversation with her, just try to get her to laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's this old saying, if you can get someone to laugh, you can get them to do anything. And (laughs) so really laughing, what happens though, the reason why that's true is because it just calms people's nerves. It'll help you calm your nerves too. And then, so this is one thing I said to this girl, I was like, Hey, do you like golf? And she's like, uh, no, actually I don't like golf. And I was like, well, I don't like, I don't like golf either, but what about Frisbee golf? And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, how about we go play some Frisbee golf? She's like, uh, sure. I've never done that. And I was like, yeah, so let's, let's do it. Like literally just like <laughs> inviting somebody to do like, like, like an activity. Yeah. There's this other time one of like my friends, he's like, dude, look, look at that girl over there. Like, like, I, I think she's beautiful, but I, I don't know how I can go up and talk to her. And we were at like a lunch table and I picked up like my napkin and I felt the wind and I was like, all right, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go get my napkin. And I, I like stepped like a little bit to the side, just dropped the napkin. It blew right over their table. And then I was like, you need to go get the napkin. And then like, so like he just walked up and like, he's like, Hey, you know, and then it's really just 
It's just, <laughs> just go up there. Just, just, just don't be afraid. Just, 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 just talk. And own your awkward, right? I also, I'm, I own it. If you're awkward, like I'm very awkward and I'm an awkward flirter, all of that stuff. And it's like the guy who ends up with me is going to appreciate that I'm a little awkward. So you just got to own your awkward, (laughs) own your weird. Absolutely. This is a, this is a saying that I want you guys to remember. So you lead through your strengths, but you connect through your weaknesses. Mm. So you may feel awkward, but they're going to feel awkward too. And Mm. if you show them that you're vulnerable and weak, that's actually going to help you connect. So yeah. lead through your strengths whenever you're actual dating, but you'll sometimes just connect through your weaknesses. Like you said, you're awkward. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Not, there you go. You're just yeah. validating my <laughs> awkwardness right now. Thanks, Alec. You know. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> now, actually, there is one thing. I'm not sure if you want to get into this, but I will just say yeah. really quickly, really simply to women, um, I do think that you can actually help. So yeah, it please. is very easy for you to give signs to a man that you think he's cute, that you would be interested in him asking you out on a date just by simply, you know, just being kind to him, asking to maybe be around him sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, and really the, the, those simple things, it's not like you're making the first move. It's you're letting him know that you're interested because yeah. a lot of times a guy may be like, oh, she's cute. But, but then all of a sudden, whenever a girl shows a little interest, he's like, oh, wait a minute. I actually could see this happening, yeah. you know? And so a lot of times we feel like, oh, women can't approach a man first. There's lots of other ways to approach a man without approaching a man. So I would just say make sure you're actually giving off those cues. I totally agree. Sometimes where you see a guy, you're like, I really like him. Then he comes up to you and you're like, oh, hey, hey. And you're like looking in a way. I'm like, Ladies, got to show some interest here. Don't be su- don't be awkward to the point of avoidance. But I do want to go into kind of like a serious topic. And so and actually Alec, this is more for you because I know that you addressed this recently. I saw you do a video on it. And so I'd love to just you for you to share your heart on this just a little bit yeah. and just tell us what you think that it looks like for a man to love a woman like Christ loves the church. Ooh, okay, okay. So this is actually a two-part thing. Mm-hmm. But, but, but before I get into it, let me just say, um, Arden was talking earlier about singleness and how that's your yeah. time to really get to know God. And it's really cool. I think how God sets up marriage, because I think he really sets it up and I, I'm sorry, I don't just think, I know that he sets it up so that actually we understand and we get to know God first. Mm-hmm. We get to learn love first from God. Yeah. So then we can actually project it and portray it to someone else. So your relationship with God, going back to what Arden said earlier, is so important that make sure you have a strong, healthy relationship with God. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is um, with men, how we're supposed to love women. And so if you have a healthy relationship with God, you understand that we're supposed to love women like Christ loves us. Mm. So what does that mean? So what I mean by that is a huge area that we've already talked about within this podcast. Do they have it all together? Are we giving them grace? Mm. Well, that's exactly what God does to us. God, he comes into our life. He's like, hey, I see that you have a past. Every single woman's going to have a past. And I'm not saying like she's been sexually active in the past or something like that. Or I'm not saying just all these different things like Arden, you talked about family earlier. You know, she could have a broken family. She Mm -hmm. could have all these different things. There's so many different things that somebody can have in a past. But a man, what Jesus does with us is he comes to us and he says, hey, I see your past, but I'm looking past that past Mm -hmm. and I see into your future. Mm -hmm. And I see the woman of God who you can actually be. So whenever we're a man and we actually look past those pasts and we get to call those things out, just like God calls things out in our lives. He's like, no, you're strong and courageous. No, you know what? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. We get to call those things out of a woman. Mm -hmm. So that's really just the roles of a man is to really 
love women like Christ loved the church. Yeah. But hold up, like I said, it's a two-parter. So a lot of times I feel like this happens in, in relationships that if God was to come to us, or I, let me go ahead and back up and, and go bring it back to the analogy of just you and God. If God was to come to you and say, hey, guess what? You're no longer those things of the past. You're no longer these, these things that held you back in the past. And you're actually a new you, that you're actually a new creation. And um, those things that defined you, they, they don't define you anymore. That sin doesn't define you. And you're free from that, right? Mm-hmm. If God came to us and said, hey, that's what I believe of you. But then if we said back to him, uh, you know, God, that's great. But actually, uh, this is just this is just who I am. And God, like, why can't you just accept who I am? I'm always going to be this person. I'm always going to struggle with this. I'm always going to do this. This is just who I am, God. That would be like a form of pride. If God was to come and say, hey, I'm seeing past this. But if we were to say, no, I'm sorry, that's not who I am. And so the reason why I'm saying that is that sometimes if we were to do that with God, we would never want to do that. Is sometimes there's a lot of times that a man is trying to call something out of a woman mm. and says, hey, you know what? I think you're confident and I think you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then a woman, she just doesn't receive it. And she actually, it's a form of pride and a form of stubbornness that when she's like, no, this is just who I am. You need to accept that I'm not confident and I'm not ever going to feel like I I can do something, but Mm -hmm. really allow your man, if you're in a God fearing relationship, allow your man to speak things into your life. Allow your man to call these things out of you. Don't allow stubbornness to hold you back Mm -hmm. from who you can truly be. Like we were talking about earlier in relationships, that fullness of the relationships, taking you to a whole nother level. A man's never going to complete you Mm -hmm. and a man's never going to give you identity, but a man is going to be able to elevate you and bring you to another area because that's what the Bible says is going to happen with that fullness. So yeah. Yeah. Hope that made sense. No, that was so good. I think everyone listening is like, what? Can we just listen to that again? That was so good. That was so good, Alec. I I just think, I mean, I definitely agree with Alec and I think that's huge. I think, you know, the Bible says pride comes before the fall and that that's a big part of it. And we don't want pride in our life. And so, you know, our parents always taught us, you know, we, we speak to the future and something I've always said is, you know, I'm always going to look at you as the person and the woman that you're going to become rather than anything else in the past and Mm. not going to make decisions based off of that. I'm not going to, you know, choose choices and anything like that. I'm just going to look at the future and, and I'm going to focus on that. So I think it's really powerful when you do that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, you guys. So after all this and all the incredible conversation, I have to ask this question because I know that all the listeners, especially the lady listeners, are thinking this right now. From a single male perspective, what are some of the key qualities that you guys look for in women while you're dating? Come on now. Ooh, okay. <laughs> or just or just some of the key qualities we look for when dating or just just, just in women in general? That, in that women, maybe, but in dating. like That would you make know, us want to approach. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like right. important things. You yeah. want to go first starting because I think my answer is kind of funny and it's kind of uh, – okay. <laughs> All right. So you asked, okay? So I before asked. I say anything, you asked, you want a male's opinion. So there's two things, all right? And number one, and this is the first and foremost and important thing, and I think a lot of things follow from this, is how does this girl eat? Meaning <laughs> – uh, I'm not <laughs> talking about food right now. What I'm talking about oh is where does she get her nutrients? Like, how does she get from God? Is she getting her energy from God? Does this girl, Mm. you can break it down to say, does this girl fear God? Mm. All right. So that's the number 
one thing. If a girl fears God, there's so many other characteristics, so many other important qualities that are going to follow because every time you even have those hard conversations, like we've been talking about earlier, how do we have good conversations with women? Are they actually going to hear us? Are they actually going to feel like, like, is a woman actually going to respect us? All these different things. God is always going to be that course corrector. He's always going to be able to fix a girl in a relationship and help that woman talk to the man or help that man talk to the woman if God is in the center. So Mm -hmm. if God is who they're fearing, they're going to be able to go back to God and God's always going to be able to help fix what's going on. And so definitely 100%, the girl needs to fear God. So where is she getting her energy from? She's getting it from God. So how's the woman being fed? But the second thing, like I said, is, uh, so, so the first one again was how does she eat? The second one is (laughs) not food, but you know, (laughs) but but actually the second one is, is how does she eat? It's, uh, (laughs) I'll be honest. Okay. I will be honest. Um, and, in our house, um, here's the thing in our house, uh, physical, um, eating and nutrients and, and, um, just taking care of yourself is very important. Mm -hmm. And so let me go ahead and explain first our father, he brought us up. He had this big revelation from God that he wasn't taking care of of himself Mm. and it was reflecting on the family and it was reflecting on all like these different things. And he realized that his body was a temple of the Lord and he needed to start working out. You need to stop eating Big Macs. You need to stop, (laughs) you know, like just, yeah, no, seriously, I, I know it's funny to say, but what happened was, was my dad realized that his body was a temple of the Lord. And whenever he figured out how to take care of himself, he was able to actually have physical energy to then go ahead and take care of his kids, mm. to go ahead and take care of his wife properly, to go right ahead and really reflect back on us properly and teach us how to take care of ourselves. So that may sound kind of weird for me to talk about, you know, how is a girl, you know, treating herself physically. But if I really do appreciate it whenever a girl, you know, is health conscious. I'm not saying she's got to be some fit, crazy guru. She's got to be like one of those CrossFit training girls (laughs) that, you know, is doing crazy stuff. And, but, but but no, what what I am talking about though, is, is that she just has that awareness that Mm -hmm. she needs to take care of like her body so that she can take care of like her energy. And it really just actually gives me like a lot of peace of mind of that. She's, she's going to have energy and that she's going to feel confident in herself because she knows that it's important for us to take care of ourselves. Totally so, agree. Take care of your spiritual walk. And then she also takes care of herself. I know. I just, I tread it on. Just all the eating, you know, but different kinds of eating. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know. I was trying on thin ice when I said that, but you, if you want an honest answer. I'm like. Honestly, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm going to cut that part out. Just please, kidding. Amy, uh, yeah. please. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep it a little shorter. Um, I mean, I definitely agree with Alec that those, two things you like the eating too i like the eating you gotta you gotta be smart on what you're eating what are your guys' favorite meal i just need to ask if you could choose one meal of all time what would you eat i know it's so random i love burgers which i know that kind of goes against grass-fed or just what it's like in and out okay it's no no not in and out not fast food so we're we're actually talking about cowboy burgers though like a cowboy burger is just delicious it's from whole foods oh it's like they they put bacon in there onions aren't here i'll let you talk for yourself i'm sorry no, geez. What is what's your favorite food? Uh, actually, um, my mom's pesto pasta because I'm Italian. Ooh, so, yes, the pesto, pesto pasta. pasta. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to Italy yeah. um, this month. I'm like, yes, I'm going to eat all the pesto pasta. Mm, let's go. 
Yes. yes. So good. Okay. Back to back to real talk. Yeah, back to real talk. <laughs> yeah. So so everything Alex said for sure. But then uh, just adding one more thing onto that. The biggest thing is for me is like it is driven. Mm. Someone that's driven. Uh, because I know that if they're driven, they're going to be a hard worker. Yeah. Uh, they're going to fight through the the challenges that present themselves in the relationship. They're going to. Uh, you're not going to have to pull them along yeah. in the relationship. It's not going to have to be just you leading and you just kind of dragging them along. It's it's going to be they're going to be running with you. And so that that has always been something. I'm like when I'm looking for my future wife, if they're not driven, I'm like it's a it's a deal breaker. Yeah, totally. That's really good. These are good qualities, you guys. I always say to people, and so just to wrap up that is we can have a huge laundry list of expectations, which hinders us from what we said in the beginning of going on a first date or either going on the first date or like eliminating someone after a first date because of this laundry list. So I always say personally, you know, and this is just me, but I say pick five top things, just five top things that are your main things that you know about yourself that are needs of you that are important to you and the rest of it be a little bit flexible on you know and so mine are like love Jesus be teachable um be aware of love languages that's really important to me have an empathetic heart Mm. blah 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 so and you know those are really important to me I didn't even give all five of them but knowing what those at least articulating five of them, but not having such rigid lists that it's like 10, 15, 20, 30. The others could be preferences, but they're not full on things that are non-negotiable, right? That you could be flexible on. So just think that that could be a good guideline for people, for men and women. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, no, definitely. And and, uh, I like how you left a little mystery for your audience so that not everyone knew the top five so they didn't know how to get you. I know. They're like, I'm going to get a lot of DMs after this. No, just kidding. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys. At the end of every conversation, I just ask every guest one last final question, and that is, what is one top nugget of dating advice that you could give to the listeners? Short, sweet, whatever you want. Yeah. Mine would be be intentional. Both sides is, is be upfront, be intentional. The guy, especially if he shows his intent, then there's no gray areas. Everyone knows where they're at. Love and it. it just, it makes the process so much smoother. So good. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Arn. I, I would say, um, really just making sure that you're keeping God first. Um, mm-hmm. that really God is not surrounding the relationship. Um, but God is in the center of the yeah. relationship, meaning God is the focus. And I believe every good thing is going to stem out of that. You, uh, everyone will be able to understand each other's emotional needs. Um, and you won't feel like you're crossing any boundaries or anything like that. You'll want the relationship to actually honor God. So it'll help you not to go too physical or anything like that. So I'd say always make sure that God isn't surrounding the relationship, but he is literally in the center of the relationship. So good. One of my favorite authors, Gary Thomas, he writes, he says, um, or actually, yeah, he says, if they're not talking about God to you, they're probably not talking to God. So Ooh. it's just something really good. Like, boom, if they're not talking about you to about God to you, they're probably not talking to God. And I think that mm. we don't think about that a lot of times. All right, you guys, how can people connect with you on social media or find what you're up to these days? Yeah, well, we both, as you said before, we have the Sons and Daughters account. We have yeah. a website, sonsanddaughters.tv, and then you'll be able to find our our uh, Instagram, which is just Sons and Daughters TV. And then uh, we are both on Instagram under uh, Arden Bevere. And no, actually, yours is at Bevere Arden. Um, I'm sorry. I'm on his Instagram a lot. It's, it's just. Uh, 
at Stock Garden. All right. He's, he's, he's just like, I, he's like, I know him. everything about him. He's, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's tall and, and, uh, and I look uh, up to him. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, that's definitely, a, if, if there's one takeaway, yeah, Arden just said, uh, yeah, sonsanddaughters.tv. Like you said, you can find all of us from there. And um, yeah, um, make sure to check out that YouTube channel that's associated with Sons and Daughters TV. Oh, awesome. Because you can actually find a bunch of other pretty cool stuff up there. Um, we have short films that you guys can watch that have to do with different messages and different points. They're really fun to watch. Tons of Sons and Daughters episodes that are really funny. That um, one that I recommend that has to do with this uh, relationship thing is uh, bad pickup lines. Ooh. So you guys, <laughs> because earlier I know we talked about pickup lines. So um, Oh, there's some bad ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you guys need some bad pickup lines, make sure you just look up the bad pickup line and oh, battle uh, sons and daughters. But uh, yeah, and then my Instagram is just Alec underscore B. Love so, it. Yeah. And yeah, I have to say congratulations, too, to Arden because you just got engaged, my friend, and that Ooh. is incredible. So yeah. all of this stuff you put to work and it, it happened. I did it. Yeah. That's right. We kept that till the end to keep you here, but then whoop. <laughs> no, sorry. FYI. And, I mean, Alec, you're, are you, you know, what happened? Are you engaged, too? Oh, uh, <laughs> actually, if you guys go to my Instagram, you will see that um, <laughs> I actually did propose to a uh, to a statue because Arden <laughs> got engaged, and then two days later, Austin got engaged, and so I knew everyone would be looking at me. So I actually made a pretty funny video. It's so amazing. You if y'all need some, you guys laughs. can definitely check it out on my Instagram. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. She's a strong woman. That one. Mm, solid. She's just she's just <laughs> so down to earth. So grounded. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, I so. can't. All right, y'all, you're amazing. Um, when you're in LA, let's let's hang out. And um, I just appreciate all your wisdom and insight today. I know it's gonna be so encouraging for people. So thank y'all. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. It's just an honor being here. Yeah, seriously. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you guys. Fun, fun, fun. Gosh, it's so refreshing to talk to incredible single Christian men who just have a pointed and true vision of what it looks like to be clear, honest, and intentional in dating. I love it. Something the guys talked about that just stuck with me so clearly was how it's not necessarily vital for every single part of your life to be perfectly put together. Things with finances and family are things you can walk together in. If you have a firm foundation in God and the other person has a firm foundation in God, then the other things will work itself out. It comes down to being self-aware, running after Jesus, and seeking growth personally and in relationships. So ladies, will you give more men a shot and loosen the pressure when it comes to dating? And gentlemen, will you tear down some of the pressure you've built up that's keeping you from dating? I think if we can work together on this, we can have a better shot of having fun, life-giving relationships and also learning so much from them. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartofdating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends. Friends.